You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Welcome back, Pete and Sebastian. Um, I got up at three thirty in the morning today. Oh my uh, gosh, bro, that's ever just, crazy. Yeah, just do you ever get up and go? I'm up, or do you I, try and fight it? Five thirty is the earliest. Happened the other day. It was five thirty, and I almost got up, but I'm like, I gotta fight it. But if I get up anywhere before five thirty, that's like uh, even if I'm up. Get yourself down. You're going to be a zombie all day. What's going on? How are you feeling? You tired? Is that normal for you? Uh, no, not normal. I just think uh, holiday season, you know, hitting the bottle a little bit, a couple glasses of wine. I wake up at 3.30 sweating. You know, it's like, talk right. about age, bro. I mean, really? You have a couple glasses of wine, you wake up and you're drenched? Well, you, you know, you're bringing up something I wanted to hear because do you think Sinatra and those guys, like, like, I haven't even told Jackie this, but when I went out in Boston, had a bunch of beers with Jimmy from Boston and a bunch of other people uh, about, and I knew I had a late flight, not till one afternoon, so I was going to have some fun. Uh, I guess about 9.30 in the morning, 8 in the morning, I should say, uh, went to the bowl in the hotel room, threw up. Liquid, there's nothing left. Popped a couple Advil, went back to bed sweating, and got up at 9.30, good to go. And I'm wondering to myself, and the same thing with you rolling around at 3.30 in the morning, Sinatra hugging the bowl ever in the middle of the night, puking up Coke and Jack Jack and Coke, or you think he (laughs) sleeps through the night and just lights up a butt in the morning and pushes the broad off his chest? I mean... You got to think he's had these problems too, right? Nah, I just can't see Sinatra. By the way, I think Sinatra wore pajamas. I'm, I'm going to guess he wore pajamas to bed, right? Again, uh, on a regular weekday maybe, but, you know, 3, 4 in the morning. I, my night with Jimmy from Boston, I ain't putting on pajamas, bro. I, I fell into the bed with nothing but, you know, kicked off the shoes. Yeah, but that's you. I think Sinatra actually, no matter how buzzed he is, 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 is gotta get into his pajamas. No? You go, yeah, that's just you. But no, yeah. Frank's getting it. Well, so, so you think he's rolling over at three thirty in the morning and going, oh, I'm drinking too much wine for the holidays. Well, I don't think Sinatra I can't see Sinatra hugging the bowl. I just can't see it. I think Sinatra was built to do what he was doing. There's some guys, some women, who have no ill effect when it comes to 
drinking, partying. You just, you know, they're like like a Burt Kreischer, right? I don't know. This guy seems to just drink and get up the next morning, and he's right back at it. There seems to be really no hangover whatsoever. Some people are just built to party. But what I really want to dive into, is there a moment when you're hugging the bowl that you go, that you're almost like, what am I doing at this age? Like, Or was this something, just get it out of me, I got to get back to bed. But there, are there any right. thoughts going through your head as this is happening? It's you No, know, it's definitely the second one, the second thought, because I know how this plays out. And it was one of those where I'm laying in bed, and I could easily, I, it's like it wasn't food, because I don't come back drunk and eat, uh, and I could have fought it off and just laid here, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go in there kind of like lean over and just make myself puke once, wash my face, brush my teeth, take a couple of Advil, I, like, I feel like just your body's like, just get this shit out and give me another hour and we'll be good. Um, yeah, but no. Uh, and the best part about it, not the best. I mean, I didn't want to do that. But <clears throat> I I knew weeks ahead of time. It was a big show for me. I was looking forward to it. I knew I had a late flight. I was going to hang out. So I knew. It wasn't one of those accidental ones where you're like, I'm going to my hotel room. And then you stop in the hotel lobby. And then the next morning you're throwing up going, yeah. that's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, but you know, you bring up a good point. I, because as you're asking that question, I'm like, ah, I probably shouldn't even have said I did that. Loser. No, no, no. I, I've been there, though. I've been in that moment where, you know, I've been hugging the ball and I'm thinking, I got kids. You know, what am I doing? Oh, know, like even the- with kids, you're making me feel so much better, bro. That's why I love doing the show with you. I thought you would tell me about when you used to play the improvs back when you were 30. No, no. Like this year it happened. I, I, I threw up. And as I'm throwing up, I'm going myself. What kind of father am I? No responsibility. I'm hugging the bowl. Six thirty. I gotta get up and make <laughs> breakfast for my kids, and I'm sweating scotch. Come on. This. Uh, that's. I I <laughs> disagree though. That's what makes you such a super dad. You know. Who says you can't burn the candles on both ends, baby? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I really man. do. Dude, the wine though. How do you do wine with? pasta like i'm at the point now and this is embarrassing but with jackie like there's certain uh like for example when i when we went to on a vacation once i was dipping the olive oil in the bread and then the next morning i that night i mean i threw up uh because i can't handle the olive oil too heavy too too much stuff um a certain sauce so she'd be like you, uh, i can't get any more what's the one i love fruit of damari with um the squid and the, everything all mixed together, I'd say half the time that's coming back up at about 4.30 in the morning. I just can't. My body's like, guy, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with the food, but you know, just excessive drinking will will definitely ignite well, a- Well, mixed. Uh, I'm saying the wine with the, with the, like, do you do the wine and not, the pasta? No, not bad, not bad. I, I'd rather have something heavy with the wine to absorb it. Um, but not that I got drunk. It's just two glasses. My sleep's altered. I'm up at 3.30, and now I tried to fight it. But then there's a point where I go, okay, it's 4. Yeah, I'm overanalyzing this whole thing. Like, 3.30, I'm up. Go to the bathroom, get back. And then, like, you ever you ever get up to go to the bathroom, and you come back to, to the bed, and you're like, okay, why am I not tired again? 
Yeah. You know, like, it's just a different vibe. So yeah. I'm like, all right, let me get it, wait till four. So then I sit there thinking, okay, and then I start thinking, okay, what do I got to do today? I got the cast. I got two of those. Da, 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 da. So at four o'clock, I made the decision to get out of bed, get the day going, worked out. Bro, you, the army's not even up yet. Like, if you were on an <laughs> army base, <laughs> you'd be the only one in the gym. That's how early you're up. <laughs> That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! Can we play the Watt message on the cast here? Or is that is that a is that a is that violation. something we could do? Is that a violation of trust? I don't see why not. I, I mean, mean it was just we could the, we could do it and then say, hey, do you mind if we play the message? And then if he says, yeah, don't don't play it, then we could take it out. Uh, so JJ Watt. Oh, we got it. All right, nice. Yeah, JJ Watt contacted us um, via uh, as an audio recording saying that he didn't like something on the podcast. I'd like to play it for you now. We'll dissect the message. Go ahead. Uh, quick question slash request slash complaint. Not sure who to direct it to, whether it goes to Patrick, whether it goes to Lou. Uh, so I'm just sending it to you two. As a viewer, on behalf, I feel like, of all the viewers, uh, could we please put some sort of break or background music or pause or something before the ads in the podcast? I mean, you guys will be mid-sentence in the middle of a story. And all of a sudden, an ad starts, and I don't even realize it's an ad until halfway into it because there's nothing to signify it's an ad. It's just you talking, and you were just talking. So uh, maybe a break, maybe a little doo-doo-doo, maybe something just to let us know that there's an advertisement, and it's not anymore part of the story. Uh, I appreciate that. No more complaints from this end. Thank you for the continued entertainment. I'll shut my mouth and go back to being a listener. All right. So here at the Pete and Sebastian show, we do take our uh, our, our complaint complaints seriously. Uh, we did we did then forward that to Patrick. Patrick then uh, rectified the problem. Um, so I want to talk about this because I didn't I didn't even know this was happening. But it's a testament, I think, to our ad reads, bro. Our ad reads are so in our voice and within the show context that people don't even know that they're in an ad until halfway through the damn thing. Wow. It's unbelievable. Listen, I'm finding in these ad reads, though, uh, you know how we go back and forth when we're kind of scrolling through? You're trying to outread me. I see what you're doing. It's a competition. I do a read, and then I see you sit up in your chair. I'm like, look at this guy. He's going to try and outread me right now. You ever do that in school when everyone's got to read out loud? The kid next to you fucks up two lines. You're like, oh, God, they can't wait for me. I'm going to plow through this thing. I'm going to hum, baby. I don't even know what the book is about. I just know my two sentences. I'm going to come up there, slide down, pause on that period, hand over the baton to this fucking meathead next to me. <laughs> I think I think it's a misconception, and I think you're reading this wrong. And you're uh, right. I do get I do get hopped up when it's my turn, and the only reason I get on the edge of my seat is because <clears throat> I, I got a problem. I found out reading, 
Hey, like, <laughs> like, uh, it should just, <clears throat> you should be able to just read the damn thing, right? right? Sometimes when I'm reading, I'll say a word that they even, it's not even in there, right? So I yeah. got to hone in and concentrate <laughs> right. on the read or else I'll be saying something totally different, right? It's not to outshine you. It's to, yeah. for me to All be, right. be halfway now is, literate. Is that, is that, that's fascinating because that's a problem Sadie has when we read with her, when we sit and read with her, she reads well, uh, very well, but she adds words. And it's amazing because I sit there and go, Where, that's not there. What, you know, and because it sounds better to her. So it's like you you guys are both like, eh, author, author could have done a little better here. I'm going to juice this up. That's what you did. I love that line when you were on Seinfeld's movie. And you're like, that's not how I normally talk. And Seinfeld goes, right, but for today, <laughs> I need you to talk like that. <laughs> kind of why we flew you in and gave you a couple bucks. Because <laughs> we need you to talk so you like this today. <laughs> It's called acting, not being you. <laughs> now, but when I read these ads with you and I mess up the lines, this is just from knowing you for so long. I feel like when I'm messing up, I'm like, and I'm going, Patrick, I, I got to go back to me. I feel like you're going, oh, fucking Long Island education. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, there is a bit of me like when you, when you flub a line in my head, I go, hey, the fuck, really? No, I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like it is, bro. And we do it after we tape two shows. We each got one ass cheek out of the seat already. And I'm making Patrick rewind like Biden doing a, a speech. <laughs> I know you're like, come on, guys, let's get out of here. But by the way, when I do read these off the scroll and I mess up, it makes me wonder what, God, our president, it must take him like three hours to get these things made. It's not that easy sometimes. No, it's not. It's not that easy. I feel for the person like doing the scroll, right? Because that, mm -hmm. that person's got to be like, Patrick's got to be in tune with how fast I'm reading or how slow I might right. like bring it down or bring it back up again. Can right. you imagine the scroller that's working Biden's screen? Right? Oh, yeah, he yeah. must be going. Is this guy? Is this guy gonna? Where's he going? He could like was... he could fly off the page, and the and the scroll is going. I don't even know where to pick this up at. Right, <laughs> right, right. I don't. You just stay right here, hoping he comes back on that next line. Is he gonna land back on this at some point? Yeah. Oh God! When, well, when oh. he goes, if you're doing the scroll for Biden, the minute he goes like this, he's giving a speech, and his hands come down to the Pope. Let me tell you something. You're like, oh God, oh God, here we go. We're going rogue, baby. It's like he just turned off the trail. He just turned off the trail. <laughs> I feel good. Feel relaxed. It's nice to be home. I want to tell you what I did for Lana for the, for the Christmas gift because we were talking Christmas the other yeah, yeah. the other week. Let me get your take on this, man. There's a website, and I'm not I'm not this guy. I'm not a guy that sees something on Instagram and goes, "Oh, let me go buy that." You know, you, you ever look at an ad on either Facebook or Instagram? And it's like clothing 
and you're like, sucks. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it just sucks. W- right, whatever right. the product is, if you see a sponsored anything on Instagram, you're like, this is made for people like, you know. My mom gets suckered into a lot of these Ho- things. Yeah, hoarders, hoarders, man. You, you know, yeah, you're yeah. Like, like same, same people that buy shit on the rack online at the cash register. Oh, I do need a candle. Oh, I need, I need five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the way I associate these ads. But this one hit me right in the face. Yeah. And um, so what it is is this, the the website's called Song Finch. All right. Mm-hmm. You go to the website. They have singer songwriters. You select a singer songwriter to sing a song. Okay. Now, this song is a personalized song from you to whoever. It could be, you know, you to your mother, your sister, your brother, your wife, whoever. And there's prompts on the website, prompts, that you tell your story. You have to be as detailed as you want it to be. The more detailed you are, the more authentic the song is, right? So you can do a romantic song, a funny song, a memory song. So I chose a memory song. And it's about Lana and I, our journey. We met at the gym. We, uh, Lana cried when we were taking Serafina out of the hospital. We had Caruso. Our uh, our uh, best vacation was uh, when we went to Capri and stopped for an Italian lunch on a hillside. You know, I, I do this whole thing. I'll never forget that hillside and how I saw your love couldn't hide. Bro, bro. just call me, guy. I got I got this whole place banged out as a recording studio. <laughs> I'll have Sadie slap a little live piano over it. We gotta get into I, that. By the way, I saw that. Uh, uh, the, well, well, we'll get into it right now. Side well, note. Well, I'm. Yeah. Side note. Just uh, if you haven't seen it on Pete's uh, Instagram is his daughter Sadie playing piano, and Jackie's if you close Instagram, your, actually, yeah. Oh, is it Jackie's? All right, whatever yeah, Instagram yeah. it is. All right. It didn't make it to Pete's yet. Uh. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah. Listen, there's only room for one performer on my fucking <laughs> little feed. What? <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't want to make people have to go. Hey, you know, she's great. So it's that's family side. Jackie Coriel. Okay, family, family does. Yeah. It. Okay, so the fam- If you want to see anything going on with Pete's family, go to Jackie Coriel. Pete is yeah. uh, just doing him and catching beavers. I don't know if you saw that Instagram. No, I didn't see that yet. I didn't see oh, that. You're catching right. beavers. Right. We'll get into it. So she's playing, uh, I mean, I, I got to tell you, man, this, I don't know if she's too old to be called a prodigy, but this could be down <laughs> that that lane. She's getting the, good, man. Thanks. She's getting good. And you know what she's got, too? You know how people are built for the piano? You know, people are built for, for certain things, like LeBron James <clears throat> was built to play basketball. She's yeah. built for the piano. She got those fingers. She's yeah. she's all over the map on the uh, on the on the on the keys. She covers eighty eight well, bro. Yeah, well, thanks, man. I because you're right. Because Billy Joel is like short, waddly guy, and it's, it's you know it's always like his feet can't get down to the pedal <laughs> enough. 
Yeah, but um, yeah, I feel like Billy Joel has to shift his entire body if he want if he wants to get down to the end of the keys. I feel right, your right. daughter could just reach an arm and get there. You know, it's just bring <laughs> bring it back. Yeah, but she's been working hard on it. But you know, like they had this recital anyway. We had a recital, and uh, it's time. I told Jackie you missed the last one because you're doing a marathon. But uh, now you're seeing it. This kid needs to be doing solo numbers. I mean, it's. Was the recital with other kids? It was, and this I think as a parent you could respect this. This was making my blood boil. Okay, and it happened last time. They she has it's a Christmas one this time, right? So the lady has all twenty students, and I get it, but some of them are young, and they and she has to play with them, and they're barely doing anything. They go dot 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 dot. Um, I, Sadie was almost never at that point because we play with her every day. Point is. They all go first, right? So you sit there and you sit there. And then, and then half these kids, when they're done, their whole family leaves. So the, And then they make Sadie go at the end. By the time she's going, half the place left. I, I, you have to, re, if you're a parent, you stay for the whole thing or don't come at all, all right? That's part of the deal. I'm clapping. Your kid's going da-da and I'm clapping. And then, and then you pick up your shit and you leave? That's I don't like that move. That really kind of drives me nuts. Uh, well, this uh, this goes hand in hand what I just went through with a recital. We're, really? we're going to have a problem. <laughs> Why? What happened? <laughs> now, <laughs> I I I agree. I, I I don't think we have the people that are not as good <clears throat> go before the people that are good, right? I'd rather front load the recital with Sadie's and right. leave the garbage for the end, you know? Because I, I, you know, yeah. to me, the people that don't play as good, they don't deserve a sold-out show yet, right? Right. Well, I, I, I do agree with that. I do. They're not okay. at that point yet. If Sadie went first, yeah. would you leave after her? No, I would not leave after her. Oh, especially with you're going to sit here for ding, ding, dings. You're going to sit there the whole thing. You're going. I am. I would. Yes, because 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 you'd have to do that. But I would what tell the teacher. To? Well, because what it's supposed you to said... be a recital. You, you don't go just for your own kid. I get grandparents leaving once their grandparent child is done. But the parents got it's support for everybody in the in the thing that's done the thing, right? Okay. The all these kids have been taking this lady's thing. So everybody should stick around. I do agree. Let's put the best up first because it's like a comedy show where they, you know you just want to save the strong act for the end. That's fine as long as the acts up front ain't gonna walk the crowd before <laughs> the funny guy gets up. All right, there's a balance. <laughs> Spoken like a true prodigy. Okay, because I went to Serafina's recital. It's a Christmas recital where yeah. the whole class sings. <sighs> Uh, and, and listen, I, I think I'm speaking for all parents, and maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm on an island there. But Serafina walked in, and kudos to my wife, Lana. Serafina <clears throat> was dressed in this beautiful, long dress with, it looked like snow. It was like a snow collar, you know, just like a furry white collar. Beautiful. And this just is a Christmas, the, Christmas sort of a- Christmas recital. Hair was done, beautiful. The whole thing. 
beautiful because dress code is like, I mean, these parents, what are you dressing your kid in the dark? Or what? I, even better, they're going, I'll meet me in the car. I'm going to start the car. It's, he's not 30. He's going to come down in a fucking sweatshirt with a Buffalo Bill sweatshirt. That's what he's going to come down in. Meet me in the car. Meet me in the bedroom and put me in something appropriate because I'm nine and I ain't going to do it on my own. <laughs> yeah. Continue. That's that all sounds I like saw. a fantastic outfit. Yeah. It, it, it's like dress the part for the recital. It's a Christmas. Yeah. Get something green on. Get something red on. Put a beautiful sweater right. on something. You should have seen with the kid. Nike, it, get the Nikes off. Okay, this ain't gym class. This is a recital. You're get, yeah. you're singing jingle bells. I don't want to look down at your asex. You know what? What? What is that? What? 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 Parent looks at that and goes, eh, eh. You know what you do when you're going, eh? He can wear whatever. Factory worker. That's what I'm looking at. I. I, bro, I am more and more convinced as I get older that as much as my daughter's learning from this and that, I see what she's really learning. She's learning seeing me and Jackie, how we live, how we dress, how we fucking carry about our lives, all right? <laughs> that, and, and, and then you play the part. You put a kid in a nice day, put him in shit sneakers, still you're telling him, eh, you're probably going to amount to nothing, all right? <laughs> <laughs> So I got to cut back on the Nick DiPaolo, folks. One of my favorite comedians. <laughs> if you've never seen him perform, he's hilarious. He's fucking awesome. All right, continue. I just had yeah, to say you're that. channeling Nick today, and you start. <laughs> you started with Nick, and it's bleeding right into the show. <laughs> well, uh, listen, man, you're you're getting a little heat on the social media for the whole dress like a lion bit. This is right on the the last stand up special. Yeah. A lot of yeah about the. Um, <laughs> The bravery to speak it like it is. Jackie, by the way, was fucking howling at that bit, man. She's oh, like, I appreciate I, it. He's not lying. He's not lying. They're, you're not always going to the school. These people are doing crazy. They go, whatever you want to be, go ahead, right? So, yeah. oh, well, wait, wait. So, wait. I, I think we might have to do four hours today. Uh, <laughs> and that's happening with the sneakers, bro, and all the outfits. I'm sorry. Go it, ahead. No, it's okay. <sighs> she got up there. Shut I gotta tell you, she is confident. She was had personality, and I was honed in on Serafina the entire time. She's two songs. I was I was right in on Serafina. Right, all the other kids, nothing against them. Beautiful kids, whatever. They could have been on fire, literally <laughs> been in flames, and I wouldn't see. I wouldn't have seen them. Right, honed in on her. Zoned in. She's. Now, I'm in the back. You know, like when you go to a recital and the kid's looking for you, you know, in the crowd, they're, they're looking for the parent, right? Well, well, Lana was upset with me because we came in and we're talking to a bunch of parents as we're walking into the, uh, the, the whatever, the recital area. We're talking to parents. Now, what happens with me is I start looking for a seat before even Lana's even aware What's going on? Like, I don't know where you are with Jackie when it comes to, like, Lana's talking to her friends. I'm talking, but I'm also scanning to go, okay, where is it open? Where are we sitting? Right, right, right. right. She don't even know what's going on in my head. So what we do is we go off to the opposite side. All of our our group is walking in a in a huddle 
looking for seats as they walk. You know, you ever get this where you, they're walking and they're looking? Okay, where I already got it. I'm on the floor. I got my seat. Right. It's 13 rows up on the end. I don't sit right. in between people. Yeah. I can't. I got to sit <laughs> yeah. on the end because yeah. I get claustrophobic, right? You're like the cheetah that like sees its elk way before all the other cheetahs are trying to pick, and you're just zoned in. Like, where's where's Tommy going? He knows, baby. So you're doing a, a wrap around the whole back way, and they're coming in over here. I'm going opposite end. Oh, you're going rogue when, guy. The yeah, ushers are like, what the fuck? Where's this guy going? <laughs> I don't go where the pack goes. I never follow the sheep. I always go off on my own. So we find a seat, and we're sitting down. I'm like, why are we sitting all the way over here? All of our friends are over there. I go, it's a recital. What do you think you're going to be doing, talking during the recital? I go, Beautiful. we're here because there's nobody here, and I, I need room. All right? Right, right. So we're sitting there. friend of ours comes up. You know, she's, eh, We wave. She comes up. She sits behind us with her husband. Recital starts, and I'm honed in on Serafina, and I'm bawling. I'm crying. What? what? I What's... can't. You're crying at a, at a recital during Christmas time? This is like a happy moment, man. Huh. And I know you're happy, but... No. You know what I'm doing? What? As she's singing, I'm playing a movie in my head about her life up to this point. I'm looking at her going, I remember when she was born. Went to the hospital three separate times with this little girl. And she started school. I'm playing a movie in my head. (laughs) Now nobody could see me because we're always in in the back, right? All right. She gets off stage now. That was kindergarten. Now first grade's got to come up, right? right? But she's gonna come back on with the whole class, which I think was a good move on the school. They bring everybody back for a group song, so nobody leaves. Right? Yeah. No. No. That's you got it with move. the Christmas. Did she when she was singing? Um. Did she notice you? Did you see each other? Did she see you? See her? Here's here here here's a. a and I'm going to do this next time. I'm not going to edit myself. She came out. She was looking for us. But we're all the way up. Right? So we're waving. We don't know if she could see us or whatnot. I was actually going to go down and and go up to her as she was walking, going, Mommy and Daddy are up top. If you need to, you know, if you need to locate us, we're up top. But nobody else was going to go, you know, the only parent going to go up to the stage and tell right. my daughter we're right. up there yeah. in front of the whole audience. Yeah. You're already the only parent crying, may as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm bawling. She gets off stage. Now, all of a sudden, about five minutes later, I can't breathe. Something's going on, man. I can't oh. breathe. I had a runny nose. My eyes are watering, not from crying, and I'm coughing. <laughs> right? I go, Alana, I go, I'm allergic to something. Someone's perfume. Something. Something's happening to me. Right? 
I smell Lana. It ain't her. I go, it's this lady right here in front of me. But I didn't know her. So I wasn't gonna take a whiff of her, of her neck. fucking kill you. I mean, literally, if it's her, right? If you're already choking back just from three feet away, one close whiff on the back of her neck, that could, that's like fentanyl for you guys. <laughs> so I turned to the girl behind, behind us. And I go, I'm allergic to something. I go, Can I, is it you? And she goes, I don't wear a perfume, but she goes, I got cats. Now, I'm allergic to cats, big time. Oh, okay. So I get up and I move to the other side because I can't sit next to this woman. Right. And I and you know we're friendly with her. And I'm like, would you would you do wash your fucking clothes with fur? You know, like, oh, bro, we gotta dissect this guy. I just I just wanted did, did that get confirmed? By the way, I mean, did you slide over and breathe better? Yeah, I was fine. Yeah, what is she? Sleeping with these things. Well, she loves animals. She's one of these animals. She adopts, like she fosters dogs. She, you know, she brings dogs over for two weeks. She's she's really into animals, which is which is fine. But cats, bro. I'm sorry. It's just because I have just a aversion to them. I I, I never want to be around cats. They just they make me feel awful. And uh, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, I'm trying not to like look at her in any different way because I feel like once someone makes you feel that way like she made me feel like I couldn't breathe it's hard to like jump past that hurdle and go okay we're still we're still close even though I almost went into a fucking seizure because of you you know true but bro on the (laughs) flip side she's sitting there thinking same thing right even though you just told me you're gonna die from the smell of me. Uh, I guess we'll we'll make work all the way through that and still be friends. Like it works, you know. Like it works both ways. Like if you were sitting behind there, and she goes, "I'm allergic to stuff." Can I? And she goes, and you go, "I'm not wearing cologne today." It's you know your natural scent. I guess it's uh, I I can't breathe. I'm gonna have to move over. Would you Would you be like, Lana? Is this lady This lady's allergic to me. <laughs> well. Being allergic to you, to worry <laughs> being allergic to you, and being allergic to something on you is two different things. I got a friend that I can't even go to his house because he's got cats. I got to wait till the cats die in order for me to go over for, for a drink. Right. Can you believe this? Right. Yeah. So, side note, and I probably get beefed it. I was walking uh, <laughs> with my dog recently, and it was you ever see the flyers on the telephone pole, and it said missing. I got a dog, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And I got up to it closer, and it was a cat. And I went, what a waste of paper. I didn't even know. <laughs> Seriously, how long does your cat have to be gone before it's missing? 34, 35 days? Is that like, <laughs> like, I, you know what I'm saying? These people get these cats. They go, oh, I haven't seen him since November. There he is. How you been? <laughs> so, so I don't even know what the what the timeline is when you decide it's time to go look for the cat. Now, and by the way, I've walked my dog. This happened all the time. This happens in the city when I walked it. Now it happens. And like my dog, someone will be walking by and and they'll like want to pet the dog or whatever. And then my dog will sniff them. You've heard this, right? And they go, oh, I have a dog too. It smells my dog. It smells my dog. They're, they're like insulting themselves when they say that. 
I'm like, you, so, you know, like, like no dog has ever smelled me. Even when I don't have my dog with me, it doesn't come running up to me and smell my leg because I, I smell like my dog. I, I mean, I don't know what some, some of these people are doing behind closed doors, guy. <laughs> you're, not, you're saying that even if I don't have a dog, when a dog comes up to me, they're going to behave differently about smelling me? I just thought all dogs smelled people on a fear element. Like, okay, I want to sniff this guy out, see if he's all right. No, no, it is an aggressive dog. Dog smell is so strong that, like, sometimes even like if I go where where um there's a store up the block from me where they keep the dog in the store. It's a bookstore, and I pet the dog sometimes. And if I pet it and stuff, and then I go right back home to my kitchen, I put my hand out. My dog is like sniffing my hand, like where you been? <laughs> where you been, man? You know who you've been petting. You know, that could have been, you could have been petting me with that fucking pet time. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe, though, you're allergic to cats that strong that you can't start. Wow. It's bad. So, so, uh, she comes back back out. out. She comes back out. She does the final song, and it's over. She does this to the crowd. Oh, my. Bro. She the only one who did that? Yeah. Her own move. Star is born. Star that's is born. It. Listen, that's instilled. As soon as you see that, that's someone saying, I belong up here. <laughs> I, I, this is like a glove. You know what I'm saying? Oh so, man, I dig it. So, let me rewind, bro. We got we got on this uh, with Lana's Christmas gift. Oh, so right. I, yeah, yeah. I I do the whole story, right? And I'm getting the song today. So my question to you is, how do I give her the song? Like, how do I play it? Is it in the car? Is it? Hey, babe, I want you to listen to a song, and we're in the kitchen. Is it off the iPhone? Is it through speakers in the house? How do you present it? A lot of of variables, first of all. Is this just, um, it's, um, for lack of a better way to put it, unknown singer-songwriters? It's not like... Yeah, it would be like, you know, these these ain't hacks. Obviously, it's not, uh, you know, Celine Dion. It's like people who are trying to... You know, in the business, maybe on their way up, maybe they just like to sing for a hobby and plays it. So right. you could sample their work. I pick this guy. I go, okay, this guy sounds like me if I was going to be a singer. <laughs> you know, like it was a country yeah. guy. I'm like, ah, eh, not so much the country. This guy is like, it's it's like a like a ballad singer. You know, right, right. And the the beauty of this is like, it's going to start off. You know, it's gonna go Lana and you know, like uh, whatever, whatever. It's gonna have. I put her father. Her father passed away. I put her father's name in there, so it's gonna yeah. be very personal. Yeah, yeah. But my challenge is, how do I present the song? Well, you gotta hear the song first, you know, because this yeah, could, yeah, work, no, it, could work it, one yeah. or two ways. You know, I mean, if if it comes out beautiful and it makes you cry, which I don't even know if that's saying much. 
But if it does make you cry and it's beautiful, I think it needs to be presented in the living room with a proper stereo coming out of the speakers. And, you know, I I, I don't want to say you tell it a story ahead of time, but I got a special gift for you. Sit back, give her a wine or whatever, and kick it. That's where you're wrong, my friend. I think no then why are you asking me? And number two... I'm asking you so we could have a discussion. I know, I know, I know, I know. So why, where am I wrong? I don't like, I got a gift for you. Oh. I like, I heard this song, Unknown Artist. I don't know who this is. Maybe you know who it is. Uh, I, th- I think it's a really good song. And play it like, just play it like as if I was playing a song that I heard on the radio. Right, right. Right? That's interesting. But, That's a, that, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel, and I feel like the car is nice because it's like, and I've already set it up a little bit just in case I want to do the car. We took a drive to my sister's yesterday and I was playing music in the car. I go, look at this Italian song I found. And we put it on. She's like, turn this off. Oh, are you guys taking notes? Are you hearing this, young guys out there? That's called planting <laughs> a seed. So when you go to implement the surprise, you're not throwing her off. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, so here's my thing, though. Obviously, I'm the emotional one in the relationship. That's all right, honey. You have a good cry. Right? Yeah. It takes a yeah. lot for Lana to cry. I'm, I'm taking bets on whether or not this song is gonna, gonna, gonna draw some tears. And if it doesn't, I don't know what she's made out of. I I got I I think this is if I can predict my line of prediction based on years of doing the show and the way she watches movies and listens to things if you're going to present it like that like you did the other day with the other singer she's probably going to give it a half listen so she's going to listen and there, there's a slight chance that she doesn't even put two and two together right away like like that it's about her i mean i remember playing i think i played billy jean for you the slow version by chris cornell and you didn't even know it was billy jean you know billy jean you know i mean even i think he even said billy jean and you still didn't know it was billy jean is not my lover so so i feel like she may go what is what's going on with that and then i i don't see lana shedding a tear i see lana going what is how did you do this what is this like you know talking over it now you gotta rewind it. <laughs> not not understanding it, certain parts, you know. But well, I don't know about crying. On on the show, hey, could you go to Song Finch, um, and maybe on their Instagram might be better, or maybe the website. Either or, there's testimonials where, and this is another question I wanted to ask you: Do I film her reaction? Just. You know, like a lot of a lot of guys filmed the reaction of the woman listening to the right. song, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. a lot of the women were like, "What?" Oh, okay, right. here we go. Yeah, the, here, like, do do the guy in the red. Just just to give an example of what this might look like. There's a there's a guy. It's not a here. Fifteen, you were seventeen. We just knew that our connection was forever. I 
up a little. Look at this. He's stunned. Now he's crying. Look at this. This is what I'm looking for. Look at this. This guy's crippled with emotion. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. All you do for the family. Look at this. Now he's laughing. This is a range. This Can is you a range. Hear me? Yeah. Now, did, who 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 made it for who? Did he make it for the girl? No. His girl made it for him, right? How come the girl isn't smiling while her father's enjoying it at all or anything? Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know what's going on in the background. I don't know, like, if they're absent of emotion or or what. I mean, their father's right. balling and they're they're looking out the window like, uh, you know, they're listening to uh, a, a a normal radio ad. So I, I will say this, bro. I would. I literally could hear that at a red light. Think it's a number one hit. That's what I'm saying. Like th this ain't this ain't like this ain't like me. Um, amateur hour, you know, like a, some some schlep who's uh, 15 years old with his guitar in his basement. This is like recording artists that are trying to that are trying to break through that right. are signed on to this song Finch, yeah. and it's like real. So the, this is what I'm looking for as far yeah. as a reaction. And, and I'm going through this a lot this holiday. And again, I want you to take out this. Yeah. I'm giving gifts. And as I'm giving gifts, I'm looking at the reaction I'm getting as I'm giving the gift or as they're unveiling the gift. Yeah. And my expectation of the reaction is not being met. Do you, do you, uh, Used to be met when you sent me shit, and I got cut out. Guys, the call me video. Thanks for the bike. Thanks for the record. Thanks for oh, nah, nothing. I get cut out. These zombies getting regifts. <laughs> no, you have the appropriate response to a gift. Yeah, no, I know. I'm man, kidding. Believe me. Do you um, do you gauge the reaction? of the person do you gauge it mm -hmm. what, what, do you, what yeah. do you do well it depends it depends you know if i'm going with something like uh like if i just give somebody a, a gift card or something then no but like for example i got my brother this like really cool just as a side thing a really cool jersey that he coaches baseball and stuff i'm expecting a morning text just for that gift you know what I'm saying? Like, not even the Merry Christmas phone call with the family, just like, oh, maybe even, like, on in front of the tree. Yeah, like that. So so it's a gifted gifting. Sir, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got certain gifts you go to give someone, you're like, oh, this should get a reaction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, I get disappointed when you don't. I get disappointed. I give it big. I hold it up. I, I get, tell you when I'm going to use it. I give scenarios. <laughs> oh, when I go to the thing. Jack, you know when I go to the thing. It'll be perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, don't come to my garage sale next year, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, so we'll figure this out. And... 
do I get right. it to her on Christmas or when I get it? I wish I, I wish I could get it while we're on the cast and play it for you now. That would be know, that would be, be awesome. something else. That would be. if we could I, get this thing up and running now. What if you're not happy with the uh, the song itself? Will you ask for a re-song or will you? Then I, I just say. I feel if I ask for a re-song, there's going to be an attitude in the singing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the singer is going to go, you didn't like that? And man, then when he man. does a redo, it, it's going to have that tone. You know? I know. Like, yeah, the I return, mean, like the return tone. You know, like <laughs> when you go and return something at a store and you don't got a receipt, right? And you get like... Uh. Like you, they they begrudgingly take it back. Like yeah, all right, all right. we'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm gonna get that in the song. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, if there is a rock bottom for a musician, you know, you want to be a big star. Now you're making these songs. Not only you're making them, but now the clients like, can you re-record? I wasn't feeling it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know though. Hearing that, hearing that woman, I don't know if I would have went with a guy. I think I would have went with that woman like that woman. She was phenomenal on that last clip. Well, because, guy, I'm picking a guy because if I could sing and songwrite, I would be singing my wife a song. I'm not going to give that to a girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy singing to my wife is is a representation of me singing to my wife. In the video you just saw... The woman was singing to the husband because right. the person I giving agree. the gift, right? Yeah, no, I agree. My wedding song was a Van Morrison song called You Give Me Love, uh, Crazy Love it's called, right? And I agreed with my band at the time that I hired. They were called Eclipse. They got a, a male singer and a female singer. They kind of split the load. I was like, yeah, you got to sing this one, you know? And he's like, oh, definitely I will. Day of the wedding, he's like, she's really going to sing it better than I could. My And I'm like, and now I got a woman up there saying, you're not representing me, lady. This is a man-to-man thing. So I get yeah. you. I get you. But to get a little dicey when you go with a man's voice. Hit and miss, man. Hit and miss. We'll see what we get. Yeah, hopefully we'll get the, uh, we'll get it. It's supposed to, again, it's supposed to come today. Uh, I don't know what time. Maybe this cast or another cast. But, man, oh, wait, wait. I All just right. got an email. One second. Let me just check it. This could be it. Damn it. <laughs> no, not it. Not it. Uh, Fuck. Patreon. Come to the Patreon. If you go there, you will laugh. What age do you get to where you start thinking you have a limited amount of time? left on this earth i'm i'm assessing this now (laughs) uh i'm saying i love you to men now i don't know if i've given you one yet but you're due for one yep pete and sebastian are on patreon exclusive content videos and extra shows go to patreon.com pete and sebastian I treated myself this Christmas, and I bought something I've wanted for about a couple of years now. I bought a ice bath, right? 
Really? Yeah, yeah. 2023, I'm going to start doing ice therapy, cold therapy on the body. Uh, It has multiple benefits, not only uh, to um, improve kind of your focus, mental strength, but also body ailments, swelling, inflammation, what have you. Uh, I'm a little nervous to get in because... I don't know, man. I I have a feeling sometimes, you know, when I do these extreme, whether it be extreme steam or what have you, that I'm going to get into this thing and have like a cardiac arrest, right? Or or like a hypothermia where I'm going to have to fucking amputate my feet. Yeah. You know, like, I'm the type of guy that I'll have (laughs) learn, like, and I don't know if you're like this, but like, I'm sure there's like instructions on how to like do cold therapy or you know what temperature to set it at, how long you stay in. Right, and I've right. done some research on it, but you know I'm not one of these guys that go deep down a rabbit hole and go, what you need to do, you have to set it to 38 degrees, stay yeah. in there for three minutes, and breathe four times in, four times. Out. I don't, I half listen to that, <laughs> right, right, and I feel like. You know, it's like when you get an iPhone, you get, like, the instructions of how to work it. But you, know, right. you really use, you just, like, kind of go, okay, I'll figure it ha- out. Have you ever read instructions other than stuff you have to put together and, and got to the, the end? <laughs> right? That's unheard of, man. Who's got that kind of time? I just got a rowing machine a couple of weeks ago, it says, and you start out, start out for, like, you know, don't do any more than five to seven minutes the first day. Fifteen is too much. I'm up. I'm up to sixteen minutes. The oh, fuck? That's for pussies. You know, <laughs> it's it's not for you and me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, <laughs> other guys can't handle this thing. You you get right in there, guy. You're fine. Where is this puppy, never, by the way? Is is it gonna go in the the workout room? It's gonna go in the gym. So I took one of those yeah. Pilates machines out, and I'm, I'm gonna put this thing in there. My fear, though, is I'm gonna get in this thing. Yeah, 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 I got the. This is this is this is my luck. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get in this thing, right? Yeah. I'm gonna get out, and later that night, I'm not gonna be able to feel from my fingertips, right? And then I'm gonna go to the hospital, and they're gonna go, "What would you do?" And I'm gonna go, "I got into an ice bath," and they're gonna go, "What?" Right. I, yeah, I got into an ice bath at at 28 degrees Fahrenheit, and uh, and I. Just, <laughs> I stayed right, in there for right, ten, right, ten minutes, bro. and they're yeah. gonna go. Didn't you read the manual? I go, no, I didn't read anything. And they're gonna go. We're gonna have to cut your arm off. <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> I got a bigger picture. They're wheeling you in the gurney. You already got the thing on. The nurse is yelling to the doctor, "Ice bath! Another ice bath!" And the doctor's grabbing the fucking gurney, wheeling you in, going, "God damn it! Why won't they listen to me about these ice baths? Cardiac arrest!" <laughs> Like, you know, like you're the fucking 30th guy in a month, all coming out of L.A., Beverly Hills area, you know? <laughs> Goddamn, he's cursing Joe Rogan. Goddamn Joe Rogan, misinformation! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, you can't even handle a fucking cat at a recital. <laughs> and you're going to go in an ice bath at almost 50 years old with that delicate ticker? Oh, God, bro. Jesus, you can have a fucking doctor leaning over. Do it on a doctor day when you're doing the other podcast. Tell them to stick around because you want to do a quick dip. You might need someone to hit you with the paddles. <laughs> but like a guy like Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. Like he sets up a camera 
and he films yeah. himself in the ice doing bath, it. right? All doing right. it. Does he? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think I saw one where he first got the ice bath and he was freezing. And he was doing some breathing technique and he was able to stay in there for three or four minutes. And like recently I saw him, he gets in and he gets in. It's like he's getting into a pool and during the summer right. and he's sitting in there and he's talking to the to the camera like, right. you know, like it's nothing. I'm I think I saw those, I, yeah. And the yeah, first time just, he got in, you could see how painful it was for him. Yeah. The first time. I remember seeing that video, yeah. Yeah, now he's in there for a half an hour. <laughs> Submerged, you know? Like, <laughs> what's this guy built out of? I mean, like, guys like that, I'm not like that, man. I'm not, I'm not built for, like, extreme anything. <laughs> right. Well... I don't know, man. You you you're a mover and a shaker. You know what I mean? It's like it's. I don't even think it's about being built for that. I just think I could see you more being like get up. To, you could get up to like a half hour in there, and then like three months later, I'll go. Hey, you still ice bit? Yeah, he's got the time. I lay in there all fucking day. The fucking. <laughs> It's a lot of the fucking ice bath out. Get it out. Uh, I'm good. As you're selling yourself short, you can handle pain. It's it's you know boredom and time wasted. That like you know, that's what eats at you sometimes. You know you, you know <laughs> sticking with the what happened to the long showers? I thought we were doing two three showers a day during episode eight. You were big into showers. A uh, season eight of the cast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I you know maybe two a day now. <sighs> I, I, I've I've trimmed down on the showers. Two showers a day, and you're gonna do an ice bath. You fucking Aquaman guy. <laughs> gonna be in water more than not during the day. Holy shit! <laughs> now this ice bath, though, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to commit myself to this because I think it's gonna help me out with what's going on with my legs and all the yeah, uh, no, all the problems. It, it seriously will. I bet it will, man. Now. Is it just? Is it really ice, or is it just they make the water as cold as ice? Uh, and that's well, the deal. I did some research on the ice baths, and this one in particular, you have it. It, it forms ice on top, so you know when you get into it, you you got to crack it with like a weight. There's chunks of ice on top of this thing, which uh, oh, I like shit. because wow. I don't want to get in that. I, I need, like, it's almost a mind thing for me to see ice. I don't want to see clear and get in, and it's, like, it's freezing. I need to associate the water with, right. okay, this is cold. It's got blocks of ice on it. And when I'm in there, there's going to be ice floating in the damn thing. Right? <laughs> right. You're just, oh, God, you're just moving fucking mini icebergs away from your fucking tits. <laughs> right? Because... Because if someone says the water's ice cold, you'd go, then, then how come it's not icing? <laughs> All right? If it was ice cold, it would be icing. So so what do they, they just give you like a giant ice pick and you just like, just crack the surface to get in? Again, I, I don't know exactly well, what I'm going to need to break the ice open. I've seen a guy th basically take a five pound weight and throw it in the, the tub. It cracks, right? And then yeah. he gets in. And then by the end of it, he pulls the weight out down at the bottom of the tub. Uh, I don't know. There's a variety of different ways probably that you could crack the ice. And I don't know how solid this damn thing gets. It's not like I'm breaking through lake water. You know no, what I'm saying? No. Like, <laughs> yeah, to get to, the, no. to start fishing. <laughs> right. I mean, if you turn it on and leave and come back too late, you, you got a half a foot 
Yeah, you got you to gotta get the chainsaw <laughs> just to get through it. <laughs> Bro, if this works out and you really get down with this, man, you got to go out to Watch Joint in Wisconsin and do a dip in his lake when he cuts it open with the chainsaw. And just, just you, the two of you just hop in there, talk shop for 45 minutes. This is crazy to think, but you get the song, you love the song, but maybe you're not loving the voice. Would you ever think to call up Lionel Richie and be like, hey, you left my party without a goodbye, and the least you could do is relay this down for me, would you mind? <laughs> Man, it's a good question. I don't think I'm there with him. What about John if Legend? Nah, not there with him either. No, not there with him. I mean, I don't know these people intimately enough. Like, it, like you and I, if you were a singer, I could call you and go, "Bro, you mind like singing a song for Lana?" And you ain't hey, no problem. I'll knock it out tonight. Nah. If I call Lionel Richie tonight and go, "Hey, Lionel, uh, <laughs> listen, you mind laying down a little song for me for the Christmas holidays? I want to give it to Lana." And he go, "What?" <laughs> I go, "Yeah." You know. <laughs> you go, okay. I left your party early because I didn't want to sing along in your own piano. What makes you think I'm gonna want to lay down a song for you and your family? <laughs> <clears throat> oh God! So yeah, I don't think I'm, I don't think I can go that that route. With him. <laughs> Hold on, I got an email. One second, right. let's see if let's see if this oh shit. Oh no, no. We're gonna have to Do wait till next the, show. Do you think the person making the song for you that you're giving to Lana? knows you're you and like maybe he's with his wife in the kitchen and she's like are you supposed to be done with that i thought we we're gonna go christmas shopping it's what's the best you could end up talking about it or fallon or something i gotta get this mm. one just right or i mean i would be lying if i haven't uh, I, I thought i thought that just i was going to put a nickname that lana calls me lana calls me daddy and I'm like, if I put daddy in there, it's not as personal as putting Sebastian in there. So if she's her daddy in the thing, it could be anybody. So I said, yeah, put Sebastian, put Lana. And I go, I doubt that whoever's doing the song knows who oh, I am. God. Whoever's writing the song was probably like, God, it would have been so much easier going with daddy. How the hell am I going to get Sebastian <laughs> in a lyric? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> all right, so there you have it today on the Pete's. Pete and Sebastian show as, uh, as uh, Pete coughs out a lung. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I gotta get in that gotta, tub, guy. That'll be good for my lungs. Uh, that well, ice tub. The tub, the tub's coming in a half an hour. Oh my All god, right? it's a race between the song and the <laughs> tub. <laughs> The way this is working out, you could take your first dip and listen to the song for the first time, man. Oh god, <laughs> I'm gonna do a dipping song. All right. Uh, that's the show for today. Patreon listeners, thank you for hanging in there. Five bucks a month over on Patreon. You get an extra yeah. episode and uh, some behind-the-scenes footage. Um, and, and, I got a good uh, story I'm, I'm saving for the next Patreon because it's a little... It's not the nicest. I, I'm not the nicest in it, but it's a highly entertaining. Let's so share it with the Patreon that's channel. Good for we appreciate it. So I'm meeting a lot of people at these shows that have the Patreon, and, and we appreciate you doing it, and we're having fun doing that extra show. Right, bro? All right. There you have it, Pete Sebastian Show. We'll see you next week. Take care. You have reached the mailbox of Pete Corielli. Leave a message. Petey. Yes, who, brother? What, do you think you're going to get yourself a podcast and not hear from your old pal Jimmy from Boston? And with Sebastian Maniscalco, nonetheless? Harsh over name, by the way. He's hilarious. Harsh over name.
Anyway, so here I am, and I'm listening to you two Cinderella's on the podcast. And you're whining about your neighbors or blanking on the roof. I don't know what you're saying. But Seabiscuit's gets all worried about where he's going to park his beloved Porsche. My advice here, and if you want a tip from me, keep that car away from Coriolis there, Seabiscuit, because he just may try to fuck it. And don't laugh. That fruity son of a bitch likes to rub his junk against his fridge. You heard me right. He's a fridge fucker. So I can only imagine the crazy shit he's dreaming of doing to that gay wagon he was. Tell him, Petey. Share with the listeners about the fridge fucking ways. Because either way, I'm going to be listening. Because you boys are hilarious. But you better be careful what you say. Because you know you ain't heard the end of me. Later. Oh, DJ Lou, you're a bald-headed beauty and I love you, brother. You know, it just occurred to me that the four listeners you boys have may not be caught up to speed on why I call Sebastian Biscuit. Sebastian is a terrible name, so I took it upon myself to start calling him Sea Biscuit, which I found out could be a mouthful. Thus, I shortened it to Biscuit. And yeah, I just said thus. What the fuck, a dude like me from Boston shouldn't use such a word? Take it on the chin, you judgmental bastards. Baby, with this kid on the way, y'all gonna have to figure out how you're gonna break the news of your indiscretions. You know what I'm talking about. The fridge fucking, Petey. The fridge fucking. You definitely don't want this kid to find out from someone like me. So you're going to have to game plan on the best way to break the news to the little shit. But let's just hope it's not hereditary. Otherwise, one day you may find this poor kid's trying to take a microwave to the prom. Huh? Hey, Petey. When you're watching your own child, you're not babysitting. You're parenting, kid. Yeah, and with the Patriots set to play in yet another Super Bowl... Let me take a second to speak on behalf of all the Englanders. Let me just say to all the Patriots haters, you're welcome. Because now you don't have to live with that harsh reality that your teams just suck. Blame the ball, kid. Shit, while you're at it, if you fail a test, blame the pencil. Late for work, blame your ride. You suck in bed, blame the sheets. Breaking it into the top 50 for the first time. And this, this is the week you post the show days late. And because Hollywood is getting his neck hair removed by a goddamn laser? Biscuit, your bouncy nature has always added to the show. Let's keep it that way, kid. Let's not start letting it detract. Write it down if you gotta. It goes show, family, God. I don't know. But what I do know is all that bouncy shit doesn't even make the list. Step it up, kid. Biscuit, the most boring thing that you're doing with your life, meaning this bullshit cleanse, and you go and interview the juice guy? I would have rather hear you interview the dudes that have been working on your house forever in a day. Shit, I would have rather hear you interview an imaginary friend you had as a kid. Tom Brady is going to shit all over every one of your teams like goddamn Dan Cook squatting over a hooker in a glass table. So get ready for some football. Remember a while back when Mark Marin and Pete Corielli got together and listened to an Aerosmith record at Marin's house? Well, because they didn't record any of it, Jimmy thought he would recreate the experience. This is on Facebook. So here's what we gotta do. We all gotta sit back and picture Pete Corielli and Mark Marin probably holding hands, staring into each other's eyes before they podcast together, singing this song to one another. Not even on a CD or a tape, but from a record, which just makes it even more bouncy. But yeah, have a listen, picture it if you will. What a moment. 
I know you guys all pictured it. Let's all wipe the tears from our eyes. Let's just get back. Well, maybe one more round. Hold on. Maybe they take turns. Marin sings a verse. Corielli sings a verse. To be a fly on the wall in that room, huh? Biscuit, listen. At this point, we all realize, shit, we're even happy for you. So we accept that with this new level of fame you're hitting, that we're going to have to suffer through being bombarded with all the names you attempt to seamlessly drop into every show. Tony Danza, Tony Danza, Tony Danza. Oh, did I mention I ate donuts with Seinfeld? Yeah, I held J.J. Watt's feet while he did sit-ups. Me and Salvador Cano drank Derekita's Cosmos. Shit, you have so many names to drop that you were able to hold out until the guy died. The fact that you were in a goddamn Super Bowl commercial with fucking Prince. You back-pocketed Prince, kid. So I tried letting this one slide, but it has been eating at me, so I can't. Baby, what you're about to hear is my interpretation slash impression of the story that you told last show. Are you ready? All right, here we go. So I'm loudly talking shit about my neighbor, and I know he can hear me because I'm doing it from my yard. So yeah, there I am. I'm berating this guy. I'm just pissing all over him. Because as it turns out, I grow a set of balls after a few blue moons slide past my lips. But just as I'm in the middle of telling this story for like the fourth time about this jerk-off, guess what happens? The guy actually walked into my yard. Into my yard, Biscuit. Can you believe this asshole? I mean, who walks 11 steps to defend themselves because they're tired of getting shit on for hours on end in front of their wife and the entire neighborhood? And with me, sitting here thinking I'm protected from this guy by the imaginary boundary line that is my backyard. But no, this maniac stepped right across and into my face. And in doing so, he drained all the alcohol out of the balls I just grew. But luckily, I'm a quick thinker. I apologized, I shook his hand, and shortly after that, he tossed my balls around his neck like a pair of old sneakers hanging from the wires of a telephone pole, and he strolled out of my backyard and right over to his, leaving me with nothing bruised but my ego. Fucking nervous some people, huh? Taking any shit and dropping the gloves. I loved it, kid. Don't let those two blame you when they stink. You letting them have it was just a kick in the ass that show needed. Otherwise, we would have continued to be subjected to Petey talking about Frank, his goddamn mailman. Or worse, Hollywood Biscuit talking about getting a haircut. I gotta be me. Petey! I find it hilarious that you're going to bust my balls for a 45-second message and then go on and have that snore fest highlighted by goddamn Tiger Talk. And Biscuit, is there any bullshit fad that you just won't partake in, kid? Goddamn guy's cupping now. I'll tell you what you need to cup. You need to cup your balls and make sure that they're still there and they haven't abandoned you. Beatty, if your old ass needs a new hip, go get a new hip, because we can't have you all laid out on the floor, hopped up on pills, pissing into your skinny jeans. So let me get this straight. 
Biscuit is swimming in a pool dressed like a goddamn mermaid Richard Simmons with a bunch of unknown six-year-olds. And Petey won't even toss on a black t-shirt and dance with his daughter? That is some backwards-ass shit right there, fellas. Bullshit, kid. Biscuit. Let me get this straight. You go and support a friend who had somebody pass away, and at the funeral, you start screaming and puffing up your feathers, trying to intimidate the elderly, two elderly people who are actually related to the deceased, and you call this how you celebrate life? And Petey, Petey's running around telling anyone that will listen that he's got himself the new iPhone 17. Goddamn set. They only go up to 10, you maniac! I'd love to bust watch balls, but honestly, the guy was not only a class act and a gentleman, he was funny. So what we really need to know is, How's Biscuit doing with his new head of lettuce? You out there running around Hollywood looking like your old idol Jack Tripper or what, kid? Bisk, let me quote Sir Isaac Newton. What the fuck, kid? Who expects a pantless nine-year-old to whisper? This is our home. Respect our home. Petey, next time you leave an unflushable deuce in your room, there's no need to go on a hotel apology tour, kid. Just leave a 10 spot at the top of the bowl and get on with your day. Petey, I too watched Willy Wonka a lot as a kid, but not once did I ever mumble to myself, God damn, I'd blow that guy for a look around and some chocolate. You are on your own there, you perverted bastard. Petey, hoping in your ass to let the breeze in? What the f- Letting a dude piss on your car while you're sitting in it? I'm honestly worried about you, kid. Petey. You are a successful comedian and a sitcom writer, and you're staying in these murder motels like a fucking vagrant and taking proof of life photos in a goddamn bedsheet. Start acting accordingly, will you, kid? Not to mention, you're embarrassing poor Biscuit in front of all his new fancy Hollywood friends. Can we finally get back to comedy instead of wasting an hour of the people's time telling them how moist Brad Pitt makes the two of you? Come on! For all of you new listeners, I'm basically like the lovable fuck-up of a brother that the family refuses to talk about. Anyway, sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh. And just know, during those times that you're in complete shock and disbelief at what the boys just revealed, that I got your back, and I'm gonna let them hear about it at the beginning of the very next show. Yeah, 
fading. It's like some perverted and degenerate game of Clue trying to figure out what objects in the house you haven't fucked. We got Petey in the kitchen with the fridge. We got Petey in the basement with the weight bench. Was it Petey with the goddamn rope? Best. I will bet dollars to donuts that nobody on your basketball team ever referred to you as the White Rodman. There's no fucking way, kid. Jordan Calzone, maybe. Pete, you being a married heterosexual male makes me a little curious to understand how you would even know if you were tasting dick-flavored beer. Do tell, kid. Speedy, nobody wants an image of you with the forest of gray pubes all muzzled into your tidy whiteies. You gotta keep that to yourself like it's your secret Twitter handle, kid. I mean, you're one of Fredoni's most notable residents for crying out loud. Act accordingly. Not every spot of pain or minor discomfort has to be a frenzied doctor visit. Toss some foot cream and a band-aid on that pedicured paw and get on with your day like a fucking gentleman. Petey, you can't be sashaying up strangers' driveways with those obscenely white choppers and that tiny fucking dog asking young boys if their parents are home. You're definitely one of Fedonia's most notable now, kid. Petey, I get that you're crying on the plane over a book about George fucking Washington. Yeah, that's concerning. But what I'm really worried about, you're a hilarious stand-up and a professional comedy writer. Yet you can't come up with something better than to text Michael Rappaport? Awesome! I can't wait to see your breath in the cold. What <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I mean, Biscuit has a bunch of goats at one of his parties and then has old Saved by the Bell milk every single goddamn one of them. Petey buys his clothes at fucking Walmart and thinks there aren't any snakes in Scotland. So, yeah. What. The. Fuck. Petey. Delete the last cast. Delete it. Talking about soaking in one last glare of your eight-year-old's ass. I was gonna leave a message here, and it was gonna be ball-bustingly hilarious, witty, even thought-provoking. But I guess I'll just save that like you two Cindy's do for the Patreon. So instead, let me just say, I can't believe this is the 500th cast. You truly are the George Washington and John Adams of comedy. With a clip of the now infamous episode 511.
Next, uh, next, we got to get rid of the, the Jimmy from Boston. So as you heard, I was indeed murdered off the cast. And in surprisingly matter-of-fact fashion. And I did take to social media. But it was a goddamn social media thank you tour with nothing but gratitude toward you two for all of the years that we did this together. As were the messages I sent you both directly. You took heat from the listeners, not me. So you started backstepping and you dug up old JFB's grave asking him to leave messages again. And what did I do in the middle of all your gaslighting? I shook off the burial dirt, grabbed the phone, and delivered yet again without complaint. Because that's how you handle your business and conduct yourself like a motherfucking gentleman. I called that Home Depot and I spoke to those delivery guys. They claim that as soon as they got to your kitchen and took the dishwasher out of the box, you started licking your lips and unzipping. So they turned around and then they saw all the dick dents in your refrigerator. So they rushed the washer out of there, saving it from becoming the next appliance to be victimized. Those boys are goddamn heroes. You perverted fridge fucking bastard, you. Hey, biscuit! It's Jimmy from Boston. As you know, after ten years and over five hundred shows, old JFB has decided it is time to hang up the phone. It has been an absolute honor and a privilege, not to mention a goddamn blast being allowed to bust your balls all these years. And I appreciate being part of the best fucking cast on the planet. But I appreciate the friendships we formed even more, especially with my thunder buddy, old DJ Lou, that bald-headed beauty. But just like my man Watt, and I hate to outshine you here, JJ, but I feel it's time I retire this Hall of Fame career as well. But you boys know I'm never more than just a phone call away, so you better conduct yourself like gentlemen. Maybe it's time to let the old Because as you know, I never say goodbye. Just There are no more messages.